podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Wizen World Cup Daily Podcast. India's World Cup dominance over Pakistan continued with a seven-wicket thumping in Ahmedabad. It looked at one point when Pakistan were 155 for two and Babar and Rizwan were going well, that we might have a game on our hands. And then Pakistan did what Pakistan do, collapsing dramatically, and India did what India do, bowling superbly and then absolutely smashing the chase. Rohit Sharma falling just short of his 8th, 30th century, and uh, that was that. I'll be joined by Katya Whitney later in the show, but first we've got Wizen India editor Adya Sharma, who is at the Narendra Modi Stadium to see the game unfold. Hello, Adya. Uh, I mean, where do we start with that? Loads of what India did was was great, really. I mean, Kuldeep was excellent. Siraj started it all off and he got Babar. Rohit was sublime with the bat, but Bumrah was the player of the match and, you know, five bowlers took two wickets, but that was the right decision, I think, because those two tickets he took were extraordinary, weren't they, really? Yeah, absolutely. Especially the, the off-cutter that, that got uh, Rizwan, was it? Um, you know, it... It just seemed like the perfect delivery at that moment uh, for someone who who comes from Ahmedabad. Bumrah understands, you know, uh, what kind of you know surface maybe this is, um, and he it, it sort of just felt like he's always got that magic ball ready, and he just unfurls it whenever he wants to. Uh, but yeah, you know, just the right length. Just um, I think in the last game, someone had spoken about test lengths. And how those are important in in the ODI game, and I think Bumrah is someone who sort of really um, highlights that with his bowling. He just keeps it very accurate, um, and he's got like these huge set of variations that really come in play, um, especially on a pitch like this today, because you could see that the ball was stopping a bit. Um, it was not really easy to bat on. Um, we saw a couple of dismissals also where the batsmen were trying to sort of hit the ball across, but they did not get any any timing so I think yeah Bumrah really understands these things and uh, that really shows in his bowling mm. yeah it's amazing hearing him talk after play you, you often don't get much from the the post-match presentation but he was really interesting actually talking about so the, the you said the off cusp was because he knew that the ball was uh he just saw the spinners were getting loads of turns he was like well I have a ball that spins as well and it was like a proper off break when you look at the uh at the Hawkeye deviation thing and then the, the next was it the next over he got one to uh was it Tishadab? Might have been. Uh, but he talked about how that was actually reverse swing and how he changed up for that again as well. He is, he is an absolute genius as well as being kind of a, a freak with how he bowls. And it's, 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 it's it, I mean, India would probably be the best side in the world even without him. And it's not really fair that you stick him in there as well. Um, uh, what, what was your moment of the game? I think the moment of the game for me was uh, Siraj bagging Babarazam with that delivery. Um, because interestingly, um, you know, it, it felt first of all that Babur was getting into that groove. He doesn't have a great record against India and ODIs and for him to sort of, you know, stitch that partnership with, with Rizwan, it just felt like they were set for, for a big score. Bab, I, I think uh, Mickey Arthur and uh, Grant Bradburn both had said that Pakistan is a 330 team. And so they were, they were looking for that sort of a score. And it did seem at that point that they would be close to that. Uh, but uh, I think that delivery sort of change the the flow of the game and you could see what happened after that so that was the moment for me yeah and it was i, I thought it was quite, i don't know what it was like in the stadium but watching on tv was quite a, 
almost like a subdued moment because like it, that firstly that's the shot that Babar just plays he kind of just guides it down and then I think because he was across all three stumps and because uh it just clipped the bales I don't think anyone quite everyone quite realized what had happened at first and you look down to the bales lying there uh it wasn't like um like some of the boomer ones where it's like you know a bat is completely cut in half it was like it was more subtle than that but it was obviously it's 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 still a wicket it was still you know a, an excellent piece of bowling from uh, from Siraj, yeah. Interestingly, actually, someone someone asked about it at the presser, and they were like, uh, you know, the ball kept low, and Siraj quite quickly defended it, saying it did not keep low. Uh, it was because the ball had pitched in front, and he tried to play it behind square, and that's why he was probably a bit late on it. So he 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 emphasized that this was executed just as he thought, and uh, you know, it it skidded a little. So. In that sense, yeah, I think it was it was a great ball. Mm, yeah, and and his ball to Shafiq's really good as well, like a, a, a cross seamer rather than the wobble seam that he normally he normally bowls. And this, I mean, the spinners kept things so tight. And Hardik Pandya as an all rounder is is a, like a, he's a gun as well. It's uh and and Rohit's in such good form as well. I mean, can anything stop India? Do you think? <laughs> I think one thing that that sort of is is there as sort of a question mark is how the middle order would would play if if required because in the first two three games now uh they haven't really been required uh so that sort of stays a question mark and we've seen, we've seen that many times now that you know the top order sort of fails in a in a big game and then the middle order doesn't really um sort of do well uh is not able to to counter the way they would like so i think that's that's the biggest thing for me uh if if india reaches a situation where uh that might happen, but I think overall it's it's really difficult now for for other teams to to face India because now they've got a bowling attack that knows their strengths well. Um, they've got like a variety of bowlers. They've uh, each playing to their own strengths. Um, like someone like Siraj today saying that he's bowling cross seam from the third over itself because he understands how the pitch is acting. He knows there's more value in the ball, you know, not hitting the seam, stuff like that. I think the Indians understand the situation well and obviously. You mentioned Rohit. Having someone like Rohit, a big match player, do really well to start with in the tournament. We always had, you know, everyone was talking about how, how Rohit might not, you know, might have <clears throat> been past his prime or, you know, 2019 was sort of a a, a year to remember. But like it, it started off so well this year as well. So um, and I think one thing that really sticks out for Rohit is that he has changed his approach. Uh, the Rohit Sharma we've known for so many years starts slow, takes his time, understands the situation, and then builds into a, a beginnings. But this has been completely opposite. He's been attacking from the get go. So I think overall India has a great, great setup right now, and it'll be very difficult to beat them. Mm, yeah, yeah. Since you mentioned the middle order, I guess because even even though Shreyas I made made that score today, he looks still a little bit uncertain against Harris Ralph, as lots of players will. But in the middle overs. That's actually sometimes when you get the proper express express pace bowlers coming on. It's like the say it's India v New Zealand. That might be when they look to use Lockie Ferguson, for example, and that will be uh, another challenge for them. But I guess he did get through it today to make uh, to make that fifty. So it's not as if uh, he's completely all at sea. Um, you, you you were there at the ground. Uh, what what was the atmosphere like? I mean, this you know this is India Pakistan in a World Cup in India. Uh, it must have been pretty good, even if, even if not everyone was happy. No, it was really a sea of blue. I mean, we haven't had an official attendance count yet, but uh, the, the the stadium was filled. 
and um, it's easily and understandably the most in demand game of the league stages you know flight and hotel prices had gone up 5 to 10 times uh, tickets were being sold at an obnoxious rate uh, resold even and i think the pre game shenanigans sort of foreshadowed how one sided the game would be uh, there were basically close to no pakistan fans um, and uh, you know in the in the lead up players had been had been asked so many times about you know the pressure of an india pak game uh, 7-0 what what that scoreline means and it sort of you know it it just came out to be so one sided even like the entire pre game stuff the whole thing was such an occasion uh, you know a list singers and like extremely patriotic songs so it, it was pakistan feeling like a fortress coming to india playing in ahmedabad it it was very difficult it was very intimidating for them if you think about it to play in front of such a huge crowd and you know mickey arthur at the end of it saying that this this did not seem like an icc event seemed like a bcci event sort of you know underlines what sort of a setup india had given this game to start with mm, yeah i mean i mean yeah it looked amazing from the tv but yeah i think sky uh, had a thing right at the end where they managed to pick out one lone pakistan fan uh, in the crowd and uh, <laughs> and, that, and that was it one in what 130,000 or something the fact that they had to pick one pakistan fan sort of says that <laughs> how how lopsided the whole setup was it 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 was a really like aggressive show of strength so to speak and it sort of turned out fine with the cricket as well at the end of it yeah um well cheers adia i look forward to catching up later in the tournament now it's back to Katia for a bit more on that game and a look ahead to tomorrow. Katia, as good as India were, Pakistan will see this as a missed opportunity, right? They were 155 for two and then it was basically all over in a flash. What what went wrong for them? Yeah, I thought it was really disappointing, actually, the way they handled the batting once um, once Rizwan and Baba got out. They kind of just imploded, to be honest. Um, and when you've got... Um, such a long tail with three genuine rabbits at the end of the order. Um, you need your middle order to get you some runs or your lower middle order to get you some runs. Um, but when you've got like Iftika coming in at six as well and Mohammed Nawaz, um, such kind of players who are either going to get you really quick runs or no runs at all, you need to find a way to get yourself up to, even if it's 30, 40 runs shorter of where you'd need to be, especially on a pitch like that, that looks so easy to score runs on. Um, and they didn't, they just kind of got blown away for 191. Um, and, and, and that was that they were never going to be able to recover from that. So if they're going to take something from this, it's when, when you have got, when, when Rizwan and Baba don't, um, don't score the bulk of their runs, they need to find a way to, to make a score rather than just kind of getting blown away. Um, but yeah, it was, it was quite disappointing to be honest. Um, so obviously like India have got such a good bowling attack and, and Bumrah is just insane at the minute and he's averaging like 11 in this tournament and he's conceding less than four runs and over. And those two balls, those two wicket taking balls he got were absolutely ridiculous. Um, and you can argue that Kulleep is, is the best wrist spinner in this tournament and that's before we even got to Siraj and, and Hardik. Um, but the way that um, Iftika and Nawaz in particular got out, um, I think you can say is is pretty pretty disappointing, to be honest. Yeah, I guess it, one it was it was actually quite hard to work out what to make of of the pitch. Like the commentators were saying that oh, Pakistan were aiming for three forty when they should have been aiming for two eighty, uh, and then actually the way India are batting, look, they might have chased three fifty more than that. So it was, it was hard to know. What what would have been a defendable total? Obviously, 191 definitely wasn't going to be. I guess we also Pakistan have had 
a few sort of green batting shoots in the tournament. But we also like, as good as Shafiq and Shaquille have looked at times, there are like, and as good as Imam's record has been in his career, Rizwan and Baba are just so key to that lineup because you say it's, it's, it is weird that when you have eight, uh, nine, 10, 11, can't really bat. And yet you've got Iftikhar at six, who's also not fully a banker. Shout out a bit out of form. I guess maybe the way they'll look at it is if she, if Shaheen and Shadab get back to their best, which is, um, which is that they're quite a distance off, but you know, we've seen them come up and down in form. And if those new players kick on, then it is a formidable side, but they are quite a long way away from that at the moment, I think. Um, and it's hard to know what they can do in terms of changes as well, I suppose, isn't it? Because what they've got, might they think about bringing the, the, the other leg spinner? That's the one thing that always seems to be suggested. I guess they've also got Fak as a man in there, but they've already dropped him. Bringing him back doesn't <laughs> really seem like the movie that's going to rejuvenate the tournament. What Mohamed Wazim Jr. is is there, but... Yeah, but nothing that none of those names really like excite you with that X factor kind of bringing someone, bringing like the super sub kind of thing. Um, and I think having lost Nassim Shah, they really needed Shaheen Jarafridi to, to to step up and be even better than he normally is. And you can see them in the power play almost desperate for those Yorkers that he bowls um, to come on. But in the first over, his his speeds looked down. Um, and in the first over today, he couldn't couldn't get the line right to to Rohit and Gill, um, and they punished him for it. Um, and as we said, if Pakistan was, if Pakistan were going to have that kind of um, X factor bowling that they need, they needed Shaheen Afridi to make up for Nasim Shah not being in the tournament, and he's not been able to do that at the minute. So they can tinker with the the side however much they want, but they need the players they have got to step up as well. And you can't just rely on Baba and Wizran to bat you out of trouble all the time. You need everyone to step up, and it takes a group effort to win a World Cup. You can't just have. Um, certain players in your 11 step up from time to time you need everyone to do it and that's not what Pakistan have got at the minute yeah and you could see especially with Shaheen there was like he's going so full in search of that swing sometimes it was one ball to get into fair enough Gil did miss it but it was like him like shin high on the pad it was like a, a proper full toss and sometimes he gets wickets with those but it's not quite happening at the moment and I guess the guy who has been a proper strike bowler Harris Ralph was absolutely dealt with by Rohit Sharma which was your moment of the of the game wasn't it yeah yeah Rohit hit two really amazing sixes off him the first one was straight over mid on I think that was his 306th in is it international cricket it, no in ODIs yeah. OD, just ODIs yeah he's so he's the leading six hitter overall in international cricket and he's the third player to get to 300 ODI sixes and Afridi and Gail are the other two so nice yeah. um so yeah there was that one and then he like sliced um, another ball for like a 90 meter six that looked like he hadn't even intended to do it and I, I, honestly in world cups what happens to Rohit like what does he do he just reaches a completely different stratosphere and I was thinking about it today as brilliant as Rohit is you almost take it for granted in between these kind of tournaments where you're like yeah that's Rohit that's one of the best openers it's ever ever played but then you watch him in a tournament like this and you go oh no 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 he's properly properly good um, and he's really incredible to watch at the minute so if he keeps going, people have got to find a way to get him out. You know, that's the only way that India are going to be stopped, really. You need to find a way to bowl at them because no one's been able to find it at the minute. Yeah, and I think it's also impressive how he's actually changed his game a bit. Like, he is a lot more aggressive than he has been before. Okay, well, because, I mean, Afghanistan wasn't a small chase and he went out like this. And this obviously was a smaller chase and maybe have a bit more license. But this is kind of the way he plays now. And it's so different to how he used to be, where it was a proper get set and then explode open. That's why he had got those three 
double hundreds. Whereas now he's kind of, he's setting the template for the rest of the team. And also that kind of puts a bit more trust in the middle order, which has before been there failing. And he had a brilliant day as captain as well with his uh, getting bowls on at, at the right times, reviews at the right times as well. Uh, yeah, India, very very good. Uh, my, my moment of the day was um, was Sachin Tendulkar's commentary stint, uh, which wasn't quite as entertaining as Matthew Hayden's a couple of days ago, but it uh, was just just as baffling, I thought, because it was a really important time in the game. Like Jadeja and Kuldeep were bowling to Babur and Rizwan. Uh, Pakistan had got off to a pretty good start. The spinners were tying it down. It was kind of tactically quite interesting. Like you had Rizwan especially was trying to get creative. Like he played one sort of slog sweep. Uh, he got one under edge for four, did a little scoop for four. Uh, Babar had an LBW that was just not out on review uh, and then you had Sachin on commentary talking about like what he'd had for breakfast 30 years ago or talking about how he'd change ODIs to have 25 each inning split up into 25 overs things which is the like it's weird so he's obviously like could be the most powerful man in cricket if he wanted and this is the one opinion that he has and he says it all the time uh, yeah it's pretty weird and also like it should work like Sachin on commentary for India Pakistan like, you know, talking about all the great things he's done in that game, all the, you know, the the, the rivalry and that sort of thing. Like, it, it should be amazing. And yet, it was a pretty weird <laughs> little stretch of, of TV. Yeah, but you can say what you want, and that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah that's true. You've got to go around those, you get paid to go around those stadiums and say whatever you want. You can say what you had for breakfast a few years ago, 30 years ago, and everyone will still want to hear it. So, you know, if you're Sachin, go for it. Yeah, no one can interrupt him and say, actually, Sachin, we, we need to talk about the cricket, can they? Um, and also, he's actually on the official commentator panel for the event, so he basically just turns up and has a bit of a chat when he fancies it. They thought he did such a good job the first time, they'll have him back another few times. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's quickly run through a bit of injury news we've had today. So, Kane Williamson, poor man, has uh, has broken his thumb. So, if you didn't follow yesterday's game, Williamson made his comeback after months out with injury. Looked really good, right? Based like the Williamson of old, making 70-odd. Then gets hit on the... It's also, it's also the thumb that should be harder to hit, like the one that's away from his body that's just sliding his bat in, uh, gets hit by a throw when he's running a running a single. Turns out that thumb's been broken. So India, New Zealand have kept him in the squad. They've called up Tom Blundell as, as cover uh, and hoping that Cayman's will be back for the back end or I guess we'll, we'll, re- we'll re- re-evaluate. But it's pretty pretty, pretty uh, sad for him. And then Shrank's captain, Dustin Shanika, has been ruled out of the tournament with a, with a thigh injury and they've called up Chimika Karunaratne uh, in his place. That tournament goes from from bad to worse for them. But um, looking ahead to tomorrow, England take on Afghanistan. Uh, this looks like the most likely Ben Stokes has been to play in this World Cup. He did a pretty full-on stint of training today, it sounds like, and Joe Root was sort of cautiously optimistic, I guess, in the pre-match press conference. Um, but England have a big round of games coming up with South Africa, Sri Lanka, India and Australia all in the space of, of two weeks sort of following this game. So it's not impossible they hold him back for that or Ern Morgan was saying that actually maybe this isn't the worst way to ease him into the tournament. Uh, Chris Wokes has been ill but trained today so looks like they might have a full 15 to choose from but they might rest players depending on uh, if they uh, if they see fit. When Stokes does come back, who should it be for, do you think? Well, they've got a couple of ways they could do it, right? So the most obvious way to do it would be to take out Harry Brook and have a kind of like for like placement of specialist bat for specialist bat and have Stokes in at number four with Butler at five uh, and then Livingston at six. Or they could look to potentially take out Livingston um, and have Stokes in or Stokes and Brook a combination of at four and five 
um, and try and do it that way. They also could, I think it's much more unlikely they try and take out someone like Sam Curran because then you're relying on like 10 overs between Livingston and Root. Um, and I don't think that would be the best option to go down. Um, most likely they come at, they, they take out Harry Brook. He hasn't performed um, to what people kind of, I guess not expected, but were hoping he would perform so far in, in the ODIs he's played. Um, if he'd come out and scored like one of those hundreds that he's capable of scoring, then it would be a much more difficult conversation. But it, it makes the most sense, given that Stokes can't bowl, to take out Harry Brook and, and put him him straight in at number four. Um, so if he does play tomorrow, that's probably the most likely place he'll, he'll come in for. Um, but it will be interesting to see if they do try and kind of test him against Afghanistan before such a big round of games coming up or if they give him another game. You'd hope England would, would beat Afghanistan fairly comfortably and whether they give him that game to properly get his hip in shape or not, um, we'll have to see. But yeah, if he does come in, it'll probably be for Brooke, you'd have to say, right? Yeah, I, th- I think I'd agree that's probably what they will do. I actually, what what I would do is to leave out Sam Curran. Like I think that Livingston's ODI record is just really good, basically. Like he's averaging nearly 40 with the bat and averaging sort of less than 25 with the ball like okay he's doing that in in kind of weird ways like uh he's you know not not bowling full quotes of overs and he's you know <laughs> that that record is boosted by you know some, some runs against the Netherlands and that sort of thing but I think that but I guess that might also mean that they, they do just see him as a, a number six option which is which is sort of fine I suppose so so yeah I'm, I mean I'm actually oh, it's crazy to think given how much sort of ink was spilled with uh about Harry Brook before the tournament started that now people are kind of might well be broadly okay with him being left out but I guess that's what happens if you uh if you don't make runs in in lots of consecutive games and it does also show that batting and cricket is actually a tricky thing that has to be learned it's like it's, it sounds like we say but it's not like batting in test cricket and it's not like batting in t20 cricket and Brook just hasn't quite cracked yet how to do it i'm sure he will in time but you know a world cup is maybe not the time for him to be doing that so maybe it's it's not the, it's not a travesty if he does get left out i suppose yeah i think on on livingston though i get like he has been really good with the ball um in this tournament he was, but um i think that changes when there's an expectation on livingston to bowl a certain amount of overs rather than every wicket he gets or every over that he keeps down the, the scoring rate um is a bonus for england or, or one that sam curran or, or who else doesn't have to doesn't have to bowl um so i can see the logic of of taking out curran but i think given where england are in this tournament already with with one loss they kind of need that that extra bowling depth that that Livingston, a combination of Livingston as the sixth bowler um, can provide, really. Mm, yeah, and then uh, uh, I guess there's another team in this game as well, uh, Afghanistan, uh, who got a bit of a pacing from India. And I suppose what will be a bit in focus, quite a lot of uh, chat about when Rashid Khan bowls, I suppose. he uh, They've kind of made a virtue of holding him back and holding him back. And then other teams have had to attack their weaker bowlers and then get out to them. But I guess when you've got better teams they're going to attack your weaker bowlers and not get out to them uh, and so they might have to rethink how they reuse Rashid Khan I suppose but we'll see how that goes tomorrow when it'll be Yaz uh, back on hosting duties Butch as well and possibly other uh, at the moment mystery guests uh, please do join us then cheers cheers <laughs>